We live in a time of tremendous opportunity for innovators, entrepreneurs, and those with skill and imagination. But it seems at every turn, there are forces that slow us down or get us off track. I believe you can trigger your independence and lead a flourishing life, be free to choose, and live according to your own values. Join us in a conversation about big ideas in life, liberty, and the pursuit of your happiness. Welcome to The John Riley Project. Hey, everybody. How you doing? And welcome to The John Riley Project. Happy Friday to y'all. This is episode number 240, a podcast all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And thanks for joining me. Got a kind of a introspective podcast episode for you here today. We're going to talk a little bit about you know origin stories and why origin stories are really powerful. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my origin story. And I want to tell you a little the backstory about the logo for my podcast, because I think it's a pretty cool story and I want to share that with you. So, you know, we're, we're live streaming on YouTube and on Facebook, like we always do, um, pretty much every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at two o'clock. So if you have questions or comments, feel free to type them in, uh, to the message area, the comment section on Facebook or YouTube. I'll see them on my screen right here. I'll read them on the air and we'll have some fun, have a little conversation. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's uh, you know, it's funny. I, I got a phone call earlier this morning from one of my previous guests, Charlie Sellers, you know, former um, member of the Poway Unified School Board. And he had an extra ticket to the Padre game tonight. So I'm going with him. It's gonna, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen him in quite a while. So uh, we're going to go to the Petco Park tonight and have some fun. Um, but I, I do want to Let's get into this. Yeah, and I want to really start with this story of the logo because this is something I wanted to share a long time ago. And I just, you know, it's, it's a very personal story. And, um, and I thought, you know, today's a great day to share. Why not? You know, because um, it's important for me and my podcast, you know, to kind of connect with the audience, get a chance to relate to you. And then, frankly, one of the other podcasters that I know and respect a guy named Jason Stapleton. He always says, make the podcast about yourself. And, and I try to do that quite a bit. So let's, let's talk a little bit about my logo. If you're looking, if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook, you can see it. It's right over my right shoulder. I've got a big sign behind me. But if you're listening on iTunes or on Stitcher, you can see the avatar of it. It's that light bulb, right? And that's what, what I really want to break down for you and why this is cool. So when I decided that I started this podcast, what, it was like in August of 2018. And I just kind of made a temporary logo just to kind of get rolling because you kind of need a logo for your podcast, you know, so it can be set up properly within Apple, iTunes and everything else. But I always knew that if I wanted to do it and do it right, I wanted to hire a legit graphic designer to really help me do it really, really well. And so my daughter at the time um, was a student at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And she had a really good friend who was a fellow student um, and who was a graphic designer. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. You know, I can you know, essentially help out one of my daughter's friends, pay her to do this project, and then I can get a, like kind of a nice – 
fresh look at my little podcast and get some thoughts and ideas on a logo. And we went back and forth and she was wonderful. And she shared sketches and ideas. And it's just a lot of fun going through that process of creating your logo. Now, I will say this as a kind of a, a word of caution. You know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're building your business, don't spend too much time on your logo. Spend time on generating income, getting new customers, building your business. Sometimes entrepreneurs can obsess over the logo, but I knew that I wasn't creating it myself. I, I farmed that out. I would periodically get updates from her, these sketches, these ideas. I'd zing back a few comments and we had this conversation and I was trying to explain to her what this podcast was all about. And I'd like to talk about how this is about big ideas, right? Big ideas about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so we didn't really want to do it too much with life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, because, you know, that kind of invokes a lot of Americana. And we I didn't want to make it too, you know, nationalistic or patriotic, so we really embraced this big ideas angle, and that's how we came up with the light bulb. Um, so the light bulb served us well, and she had created a number of different um, a number of different sketches of light bulbs. And I love the whole idea. Like I'm a big fan of logos that have an icon. And the icon, if it's done well, it can exist by itself without the words of the company. That's why I love the Nike swoosh. I'm a big fan of the Apple logo of, you know, the Apple with the bite taken out of it. In my opinion, a really good logo always has an icon. And if done well, that icon can exist standalone. And so she had created this light bulb icon for me. And, and we'd gone through a few iterations of it. And we eventually did the one that you see over my shoulder. And she, what she had done was very clever that she used my two initials, J and R, as the filament in the light bulb. And that in and of itself is kind of cool. But what was really special and, and what she did unbeknownst to herself is that she made the, the, the R lowercase, capital J, lower R, in cursive as the filament for the light bulb. And artistically, that looks more appropriate, right? But little did she know how this was going to impact me personally, because this was once I saw this, I was very moved and it made a big, big deal. A, big, a very, it was very important to me because the capital J lowercase r is like junior, right? You know, like Fernando Tatis Jr. Well, if you, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get into a little bit of my origin story, but a big part of my personal history is that my father was killed before I was born. And so with my name, you would think that I would be John Riley Jr. Because my father's name was John Riley. So when my mother tried to file the official birth certificate, they told her that the father needs to be alive in order for the child to be a junior. And that sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? Um, and I remember I looked it up some time ago, and that's a legit rule. Now, I can't remember if it was a legal rule or just sort of a custom. But if the father is not alive at the time that the child is born, then the child is essentially not eligible to be a junior. So here I was as a young child, had the same name as my father, whom I never met. But I wasn't a junior. And so I always kind of felt weird. But then when 
my daughter's friend, Elena, when she made the logo, she put the junior right into the filament of the logo. And that moved me. I was like, hey, now I can finally be a junior. It's baked into the logo of not only the uh, baked into the logo of my initials, but it's also baked into the logo of the John Riley project, which, you know, this project of mine is more than just the podcast. Um, it, it, it involves a lot of other things. It's a, it involves really a lot of blogging and entrepreneurism and a lot of personal self-discovery. And I share some of that here in this podcast episode. So when I saw that she had done the capital J lowercase r, I mean, she stumbled across it artistically. She didn't know my, my personal history. But man, when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is perfect. And so that's the reason that that's my logo. And um, you know, so I, I know that I, I need to do more with it. I, I, one of the things I want to create, and I, I'm selling these on my website at johnreillyproject.com, is a, a hat with the light bulb logo on the very front of it. And so um, I still haven't ordered one of those for myself. You think I would, um, but that's one of the things I need to do. But at any rate, I wanted to, I wanted to share that with you because sometimes it's cool when a logo has a deep personal connection to you as a business owner. Um, and it also provides sort of a, a jumping off point to tell a story and to explain why that logo means what it does. And, and if you're successful, it's the, the logo will have multiple meanings, just like writing a, a song has multiple meanings depending on the listener. In this case, the light bulb, big ideas, the initials, JR for John Riley, but the junior aspect to it was just kind of a neat thing. So um, I just thought that was worth sharing. Kind of a fun thing to do on a Friday. But this kind of leads me into this whole topic of origin stories. And, you know, what is an origin story, right? This is, it's kind of like everyone has a backstory, right? Everyone has a story about how we grew up. And, in those stories, you'll hear about, you know, a, a, a young person overcame the odds, overcame obstacles in their life only to be a success. And they are the new hero. And, and in all of our backstories and, and our origin stories, and many of, for many of us, we are our own hero in our own movie about ourselves, right? Um, at least I, I like to think of it in those terms when I'm alone and kind of reflecting on my life. But a lot of, you know, legitimately a lot of very famous people have origin stories, right? I mean, you can talk about Barack Obama and how he was born to a mixed race family and uh, lived in Indonesia at a time and, and then was raised in Hawaii by um, a single mom and then eventually by his grandparents in the United States. Um, we, we hear, you know, the origin story of President Joe Biden, you know, working class family from Scranton, Pennsylvania. He likes to bring that up. And then later on in his life, a part of his origin story was, you know, he was one of the youngest people ever elected to the Senate. I think he was a senator in his late 20s. And then he suffered a tragic, um, you know, a tragedy where his wife and I think one or two of his children were killed in an auto accident. 
And then he was living in Delaware and wasn't you know, wealthy, like a lot of the other senators, he would take the train back and forth to D.C. So Joe Biden, his backstory has always been that everyday guy, that that working class guy who in in his own way overcame his own obstacles, his own hurdles. And now he's president of the United States. So you could say that he is a hero in his own way. Um You know, even for other characters like we could look at Star Wars. I mean, look at. Look at Anakin Skywalker, right? You know, really, the the hero or the main character of Star Wars is arguably Darth Vader, right? Well, look at Anakin Skywalker. He was born a slave, born to a single mother, but at the time, they were always searching for the chosen one, and this has a lot of Christian overlays to the story. And, you know, the, what was it, um, uh, Um, yeah, it was, huh, why am I spacing out on some of the characters? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and he and was a Quijon. The two of them, they had needed parts, remember, on Tatooine. And they, they ended up stumbling across the young Anakin and discovered that he had these powers and that he could very much be the chosen one. So that he was able to be rescued or purchased out of slavery. Um, and again, he was born not only as a slave, but to a single mom. I, do we even know who the father of Anakin Skywalker is? I don't think we do. Um, and then he went on to be a hero and then eventually a villain and then came back to be a hero in the end. Right. So every famous person usually has a, an origin story. A lot of times origin stories can be really effective stories to tell in your personal life, in business life, to give people a deeper insight to what makes that person tick, to understand what their values are, their moral code is, a lot of it is kind of baked in during their early years. And that's how they shape a lot of the, you know, their values, their morals, and ultimately what is important to them. And the challenges that they've overcome often have ways of being reflected in their adult life, and they often are fighting similar battles as an adult. So I hope we all have our own origin stories, even you personally. Maybe you don't share it much, but I would hope that you have an origin story, too. And I just kind of want to share my own. And without going into too much detail, but for me... um, And, you know, it's kind of like I talked about with the logo, right, with the JR, the junior bit of it. I mean, a big part of my origin story is, is that when I was born, my father didn't wasn't alive. My father was killed when my mom was pregnant with me, which was just, you know, I mean, I think about it from the perspective of my mother being pregnant, (laughs) um, being a, you know, married for like about a half a year being pregnant and then having her husband killed, uh, just horrible. Um, but I was born into, you know, essentially a single parent household. And then eventually my grandmother and my aunt lived with us. And that's kind of how I was raised. But I was always kind of the kid without a father. Um, I remember I was in the first grade and one of my classmates was really involved in why Indian guides. You know, it's kind of like Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, and it's a father son thing. And he told his, my friend told his father about me and his father brought me along because he kind of sat in as my father, which is kind of cool. But I was always kind of the kid without a father. 
And then eventually my mother remarried. And um, and during that process, you know, there was just a lot of kind of chaos in my in my early in my childhood, um, especially as I was into middle school and high school. So there was, you know, my my mother, when she remarried um, to my stepfather, my stepfather had children from previous marriages and they kind of lived with us, moved out. It was sort of a little bit of a revolving door at my house. There was without going into too much detail, just a lot of chaos, financial challenges, a lot of, it wasn't a stable living environment. And so when I graduated from high school, what I did is, um, well, actually, before I get to that, when I was 12, I started working. I got a paper route. And pretty much the entire time I was working from starting at age 12 until to where I am today. I worked as a, pay, at a doing a paper route in my neighborhood. I was a dishwasher at a local restaurant. I was actually a dishwasher at the age of 14 when it was illegal for me to work. The owner of the restaurant paid me under the table below minimum wage. Minimum wage back then was $3.35 an hour. I was getting paid $2 an hour under the table. I'd work five hours. He'd give me 10 bucks and it was a win for him, but it was a win for me because I was making the same amount of money that I did in my paper route, but only having to work two days a week rather than seven. Um, and then, you know, afterwards I eventually went away to college and that was a big deal for me, um, you know, to kind of start my life and to kind of get that going. And I wanted to go to school away. You know, in some cases I wanted to kind of be more independent, start on my own. And I came down here to San Diego, went to UCSD. And in many ways, as, as I um, have pursued my life and in my adulthood, I've tried to resolve a lot of the problems that I experienced or witnessed as a child. That's why family stability and especially financial stability have been so important to me. Um, and as I've gotten older, and I've learned more about myself, especially now in my 50s, I've been a lot more introspective. And I can look back now on my childhood and the things that I experienced or the things that I learned back then, how it has influenced me as an adult and has shaped me, you know, positively in a lot of cases, um, how I'm able to see the world or interact in, in the world around me, how I build relationships, a lot of it influenced by the way that I was brought up and the way, you know, within my family life as a young child. And it's very interesting to me. I mean, that's part of the reason why this podcast, I call it the John Riley Project rather than the John Riley Podcast, because like I said, this thing is more than just a podcast. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to integrate more elements of my business into this. I'm trying to do more blog writing. I kind of have a lot of ideas on things that I want to bake into this, but I also in the podcast, I talk about a lot of things that are helpful to me as a person, as I grow and I develop even in my fifties. That's why I talk a lot about self-esteem and self-improvement and we've talked about uh, journaling and believing in yourself and, you know, Padre pitcher Chris Paddock and his journey that he's been on in terms of believing in himself. It's all part of what I'm going through as I build this podcast. But when it, to, in, in order for you, I'm, I'm sharing this origin story because I think it may give you a greater insight onto 
why I talk about a lot of the things that I talk about in this podcast. Like, for example, you know, I, I'm a I'm a frequent critic, right, of our local school district, Poway Unified School District. You know, remember they passed the billion dollar bond, and the billion dollar bond was this egregious um, school bond where they borrowed, you know, roughly speaking, a hundred million dollars for school upgrades, school infrastructure, and they agreed to pay it back in over the course of 20 years, but paying a billion dollars in total. So they borrow a hundred million, they pay back a billion. I mean, I was a huge critic of that, not just because it was a terrible deal for taxpayers, but because it was so financially irresponsible. And then knowing what I went through as a child with, with seeing that sort of thing, I knew that that was way over the line. It, it, it violated my own moral code. That's why I'm also a very frequent critic of the largesse of spending in, in federal, state, and even local government, where they just create these deficits. They just put more and more money on the credit card without really blinking an eye. They just kind of take on all that excessive debt and just kick the can down the road. To me... Hopefully you understand like the way I was raised. To me, that is a huge, huge moral violation when people are – not only just people are doing that, but when your elected leaders, when the so-called – you know, some would say role models in our society are behaving that way, that's why it really rubs me the wrong way. Um, then you know, another thing that's really important to me is – this notion of being a self-starter, right? Um, I did that as a 12-year-old child. That's why I, I had a paper route. And I told you, I, when I was 14, I was a dishwasher and I was always hustling because um, I needed that money as a young child because my parents didn't have a lot of money. So I had to essentially fund my own way. I had to, you know, I was really big into BMX racing back in those days. Well, I generally speaking, paid for it all. Um, I bought all my bike parts and and uh, paid for a lot of my entry fees. I mean, there were some exceptions, but for the most part, I paid my own way. Um, and I, I was very proud of that, um, that I was able to do that. I took pride in the work that I had and I used it to fuel the things that I wanted to pursue. I, I used the money to pursue my happiness, which again goes back to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So I'm a big you know, believer in being a self-starter. That's why I started my own business. That's why I'm an entrepreneur. And that's why I encourage entrepreneurship and gig working. So maybe you can see how that, that thread or that filament, like in the light bulb, how that all flows. Um, I'm a big believer in self-reliance, right? Um, not being dependent on others. And so that's why I'm a big believer in independence. That's why for me, my favorite holiday of the year is always the 4th of July because it's a declaration of independence, right? And then in the preamble is our inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Independence is a big deal. That's a big reason why I, um, when I started my own business, I wanted to have a sense of independence. And I've often also, to kind of go back on the financial angle, I've told you the story how coming out of the Great Recession – my business greatly suffered. I had to take on a lot of debt. Um, and a lot of businesses that were in my position could easily have declared bankruptcy. But I refused to do that. 
um, for you know number one because I didn't want to essentially be dependent on or essentially I, I wanted to take responsibility for the hole that I had to dig. And I climbed out of it. And I'm very proud that I did that. It could have been so easy just to file bankruptcy for my S corporation, but I refused to do it. Um, and I'm so much better off for it. You know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, but I, 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 had com- I had customers that declared bankruptcy on me and stiffed me with huge bills. And that harmed my business. And I remember I was infuri- infuriated by what they did to my little small business. Um, but I learned a lesson from it. I'm not, I'm not as uh, uh, trustworthy of new customers as I was in the very beginning. Um, I'm always very much w- with new clients. I'm, I, I want deposits. I want cash up front until I build a relationship and there's trust built. But because I had witnessed how other people were so cavalier with using bankruptcy to escape debt, I refused to do the same thing. And so that, that also kind of plays into my origin story and the things that I believe in now. Um, you know, for me, I'm a big supporter of obviously family stability. I've talked about my children. Um, you know, really, my son just moved out on Monday, like, what, four days ago? And he's moving, going to the University of Oklahoma. Um, my children actually moved out in 2019 and, you know, to go to college. My daughter had graduated. My son was in college. And I thought we were going to be empty nesters then. But then due to COVID and other circumstances, my children came home, which was great. But now they've both left the nest again. For me, that's a big success story. Um, for me, it's it's a success that my wife and I have been able to raise our children in a stable environment with minimal to zero drama so that my children didn't have to go through some of the things that I went through as, as a young child. So again, the backstory for me influences the way that I behave as an adult. And that's why I want to kind of give you some more insight on, um, you know, one of the other values I have is I try to be, to the best of my ability, a strong role model. I'm not perfect. I have a lot of flaws. But I think I follow through on that. I'm, I think, you know, I've done a good job as a parent, as a husband. I, um, you know, I think some of the things I talk about in this podcast, some of the work that I've done in my community, I think is consistent with that. Um, and the other thing that I've really learned, especially as especially as I become an adult, especially in my 50s, I'm able to see the linkage between my childhood, my middle ages, and now kind of into my 50s. I can see that common thread. I've learned a lot about myself. It's been sort of a self-discovery mission. And, you know, when it comes down to, you know, things like self-esteem, which, you know, we've talked about in this podcast so much of that is just so important to me. And especially now I've learned so much as an adult about myself. Now I have a greater understanding of the decisions I've made and why I've made those choices. And, you know, I'm, I'm a better student of myself. I mean, in many ways, in many ways, 
the greatest project that we would ever take on in our own life, really, is the project of ourselves, is the project of living a valuable life, a flourishing life, a, essentially a pursuit of happiness, right? For, for us as individuals to, li- to live our own values. I'm trying to do that. Um, the greatest project of my life is the project of me. And I can't be an effective parent or an effective partner to my clients or an effective husband if I'm not first effective to myself or effective with myself. So that's another reason why this podcast is part of what I'll call John Riley Project. So, you know, it's kind of all linked. It's interesting. And so... I know I, I've always been wanting to tell the story of the logo and I just never found a way to kind of weave it in. I thought I was going to do it in like a little five minute Facebook video, but you know, it's Friday. I feel, just felt like sharing and um, just wanted to, I just kind of wanted to get to that, you know, and it's when I talk about politics, by the way, you know, I'm a big Liberty guy, right? I'm a big, uh, you know, individual rights kind of person. Well, if you want to live a life that embraces entrepreneurship, that embraces you kind of pursuing your own happiness, a a life where you have the freedom to make the choices that you want in life. Well, you need sort of a political framework that supports capitalism, that supports free markets, that supports individual liberty, right? So again, that's kind of all connected here. And I just thought it was worthy of sharing. So maybe you have an origin story. Um, I hope, I hope you do. I hope you have your own version of an origin story because we've all, I mean, all of us, I would think have overcome major challenges in our life. We can look back at our childhood. We can look back at our years as a young adult we learn, we grow, we overcome, but sometimes we keep it to ourselves. But a lot of times those are the most important stories in the world to share. And for me doing this podcast, you know, I often comment, I I'm kind of putting myself out there sharing my origin story. It's very vulnerable, right? Sit here in front of a camera and share it with you. Um, but it feels good to do it. And I'm not in any way, um, what's the right word? Ashamed or, or, um, you know, of, of my background. I'm frankly, I'm thankful for it. It's made me a better person. The challenges I've had to overcome have made me what I am today. And I think that's a good thing. So hopefully you have your own origin story. I think if you have a podcast, I think it's important to have an origin story so people can see how you're wired and what's important to you, and again, what sort of makes you tick. So you have any thoughts or comments, share them on the screen. Kevin Kennedy um, commented earlier, awesome. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for uh, the thumbs up on that. Appreciate that. Um, Yeah, so what else? I mean, it's Friday. What do you have planned for the weekend? I'm going to the Padre game tonight. I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen Charlie Sellers 
in a long time. We've talked, you know, he was one of my first podcast episodes. I think he might have been like, I don't know, episode number five or six back in probably September of 2018. The former school board member here at Poway. Uh, good guy. Um, we've been keeping in touch, seen each other a few times since then. But it was nice to get a phone call from Charlie. So we're going to go to the Padre game tonight. Hopefully the Padres will beat the Mets. I'm looking forward to the game. The Padres won last night. Uh, Fernando Tatis had a hell of a game. So hopefully we see a repeat performance. But I know the Mets have got good pitching going. So we'll see how it goes. Okay, friends, um, this is a a shorter podcast, 30 minutes. I'm going to try to make my podcast a lot shorter. I think it's good for you. And frankly, it's good for me. So at any rate, I hope you have a great Friday out there, friends. Um, Be safe, have fun, and we'll see you again Monday at 2 o'clock. See you later, friends. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a favor. Subscribe and then share it with a friend or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Let's continue the conversation on social media. Go to connectwithjohnny.com to get links to our social media content, audio podcast platforms, and to sign up for our mailing list. To be a guest, read my blog, or get more information, please visit johnreillyproject.com to get started.